Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery, and today we are with Roy Hall Jr. Roy Hall Jr. is a coach, a speaker. He's the executive director of the Driven Foundation. He is a podcast host of the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast. He's a family man, a believer. He's become a friend. I respect this guy so much. He has an incredible social media brand. If you're not following this guy, you need to go check him out. Check out his podcast. Check out his social media presence and get on his email list. This guy sends me some of the best motivational content on a regular basis. He fills my inbox. I read the emails uh, because I appreciate who he is and what he stands for. Roy, thank you, man, for uh, your time and attention today. I know that you're going to put people in a better place, that you're going to light some people up, and this is heavy note-taking time with Roy Hall Jr. So thank you for being with us, man. Appreciate it. No, I, I'm excited to be on it. You know what? This is, It sounds like you just proposed to me, so I'm going to just say yes, uh, saying all those great things about me. So, man, I love you too, my brother. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, there's a, there's a lot to respect and love about you, man. So uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. Uh, I remember the first time I saw Roy Hall Jr. was in the end zone at Kinnick Stadium. We got a lot of Iowa Hawkeye fans that listen to this podcast. And you were in the end zone catching a touchdown pass circa 2007, maybe 2006. One of the greatest games ever played at Kinnick Stadium. Ohio State was ranked number one. It was you and Troy Smith and Ted Ginn Jr. You came in and put a whooping on us. And then you had a great career in the NFL. Uh, but then you transitioned, man. You became this businessman that's filled with purpose. And you are passionate about your faith and helping other people, getting people connected to their purpose and to their mission. And you speak so much about purpose. We're going to lean into that today. But before we go there, my first question for you today is what is the one thing that we should know about Roy Hall Jr. that most people don't know? That, that's a great question, but there is no way, Jordan, and I'm going to let you hop over the fact that you just told your audience and all the Hawkeye fans that the one of the the greatest games ever played in Kinnick Stadium is when you guys lost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. Man, that's the fair. bar, the standard hey, for all fair. Iowa fans right now. The <laughs> one of the greatest games ever played is a game that you guys lost on primetime TV. Oh my goodness. Well, look, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you no, for what? saluting hey. the Ohio State hey. University. We're not even gonna edit that out. We're just gonna let this be. Uh, I just said it. I'm going to, I'm going to hear about all, I'm going to hear about this feedback from Iowa Hawkeye fans. And uh, here's why it was great here. Let me clarify. Oh, the, please. If you remember, you remember, and I don't care how many great games you played at the shoe. I know that you remember this at connect stadium. The atmosphere was electric. Was it not? It was electric for sure. It was electric. College game day was there. It was electric. Let me say it was the best. It was one of the best pregame experiences in the history of Kinnick stadium. Is that a better statement? There you go. That's there better because I was going to say th th thunderstorms are electric. So I just wanted to clip them out make sure you're good, you're good to go. Uh, but but to answer your original question, let me let me let me just stop beating up on because you guys do a good job over there. Um, uh, one thing that I don't think that people know about me uh, is I'm an introvert, man. Um, I'm a homebody. You know, I'm not. If you put me in, in a room like if I came to Iowa <laughs> of all places and I was hanging out with you, I would probably stick to your side because I'm not the guy that floats around and talks and like, I'm an introvert, man. I'm a homebody. I keep to myself. 
Um, but if you give me or if God gives me a platform or a microphone or even one person uh, who looks and needs encouragement or just someone to listen to them and to bounce ideas off, then all of a sudden my communication skills um, and my EQ goes kind of through the roof. And so I keep to myself a lot. You know what I mean? I wasn't the guy, the life of the party. Um, but if I am called to uh, intervene when somebody has some challenges or some adversity that they need a little bit of push, I'm the guy to step up at that point in time. So I want to know, how does it, how does an introvert, a self-proclaimed introvert who uh, would prefer to be by himself some of the time, uh, build this, build this business where you're speaking to Ohio State, you're speaking to TD Ameritrade, you're speaking to Penn Mutual. I mean, you're speaking to some big companies. And I know it's been long obedience in the same direction and it's daily habits and action. But tell us how you went from, you know, NFL athlete to the businessman that you are today. And what, what was that journey like? It's been it's been tough. You know, I will, I'll be completely honest. It's been extremely tough. Um, and, and Jordan, it really, the, the speaking gift, that part of knowing that was part of the calling on my life didn't come until a little bit later. Um, you know, I had opportunities at Ohio state while I was playing to speak in front of the team. Uh, we did an event my senior year called the main event in which there were 15,000 people that got packed in the St. John, John arena, the older basketball arena, but it was five Buckeyes and our head coach, Jim Trestle. And we shared five minutes of our faith, just about five minutes. And it was the first time I ever spoke in front of a big crowd. It was 15,000 people there, but you also people like, man, that did that make you nervous? And you know, when they shine a bright light on you and you can't see anybody, it's like, you're just talking to the air anyway. So it didn't make me too nervous. Um, and that was one of the first time I got exposed to just sharing it. And, and even then it wasn't in me to feel like it didn't feel like that's what I was supposed to do. But as I was transitioning out of the NFL and we started our nonprofit organization, the Driven Foundation, and we started serving these families in the communities, uh, 1.3 million pounds of free food to over 8,500 families in the last 10 years and mentorship and leadership programs for young people in the city of Columbus. Once we started doing that, um, people started bringing me in to share how someone who can have a, a good career or make a dream come true in the NFL shift their thinking to almost doing the impossible. You got to understand, Jordan, that my job and my role is to connect uh, people with privilege to poverty. So I connect privilege to poverty on the nonprofit side. So how can you get someone uh, that is as uh, uh, wealthy, so to speak, or someone that uh, has some some great resources. So they've been blessed financially. How do you get that person to give and to trust you enough to give to you so that you can serve uh, people that don't look like them? It's almost just as impossible as saying, I want to go to the NFL as a young person. How do I get this person that looks like this to give to this person that looks like this. They've never been to their neighborhoods. They won't go to their areas, but they have to trust you enough as the media, uh, as the middleman to get it done. And those communicating and communicating to them the, the, the stresses and the hardships of those people going through uh, hardship and poverty. Now, all of a sudden, I'm listening to them and I'm like, wow, you guys got the same type of challenges from a mentality standpoint. And I started consulting with them as well. And they're like, hey, man, you should come speak to our group. You should come speak to my, my small team. You should come speak to my business. And that's how it started happening to where I was serving one group and realized that by serving this group, I actually was fulfilling a void of purpose in the other group. And that's kind of how we got the whole thing going. Well, I commend you on pursuing that calling because it would have been real easy for you, given your platform with football, to say, hey, I'm just going to go work with athletes. 
you know, and with your speaking ability to say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to focus in on big companies, you know, where I can get the big check and be on the big stage. But I love the fact, man, that you have a heart for the least of these and, and for the underprivileged. Um, tell us this, because we got some young people that are listening to this podcast that are still trying to discern their calling. Not even young people, just people in general. We have people listening that are trying to figure out their next step, their next move, what God has for them. How do you know your calling? Tell me about that. The, the very first thing you have to do is start with your gift. And people say, well, I don't know what my gift is. Uh, whatever you do easily or above average, uh, better than anyone else, and whatever brings you happiness or joy or you feel a sense of fulfillment when you do it, those things are a part of your gift. Uh, one of my gifts is graphic design, uh, creativity. Um, I was a marketing major, business major at The Ohio State University. And so <laughs> I can see some different, I, I'm just very creative. I didn't know I was creative. I, I knew I could draw, but that's a part of my gifting. Um, and so I utilize that on social media. I utilize that when I'm designing for other businesses. That's the other thing that's come out of this, Jordan, is like, not only do I speak to these companies, but some of these smaller businesses, uh, they need websites. They need uh, uh, social media presence. And so I can help with that because of one of my giftings. But I think people make the mistake of trying to replicate the success of someone else because they feel connected to that person. So if I follow this person, if I do what they do, I can have the results that they have, but my life is totally different from their life. And so instead of extracting little things to help you get closer to what you're supposed to be doing, I think we try and emulate and mimic the success of other people. And so now I'm basing success off of what somebody else is doing. And I'm always trying to figure out what they're doing and then evaluating whether I'm successful based on another person versus how am I utilizing what God gave me to make a difference in this world. If it's singing, if it's acting, if it's accounting, um, if it's speaking, if it's being a, 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 in a leadership role as a CEO, like, is it just forecasting ideas? Whatever it may be, you continue to use your gift and that gift will make room for you, obviously. But as soon as you get away from it, as soon as you get away from doing the things that come easy to you and God gave you, he only gives one or two gifts. You got one or two, but most people shy away from it because it's not as profitable as they want it to be mm. um, in the short term. But if you stay with it during the, uh, for the long term, that's where you'll find success and happiness. Well, you're so right that we all have a certain level of God-given giftedness, right? And God gives you a gift and your gift back to him is what you do with it. And clearly you've been doing a lot with what he's given you and kudos to you for understanding the gifts and for using it. You talk about uh, your calling and, and the calling on your life often. Uh, and you also challenge other people to think about their calling. And I find it interesting. You say your calling has a cost. I love what you say about this. And I, and I want our people, I want our listeners to hear this. So, so let's lean into this. What do you mean by your calling has a cost. Whenever, um, so I, you know, I like, I like shopping uh, on Amazon, right? I like shopping. I got some friends that wear black Lululemon sweatshirts and they, they shop in person to get like the good stuff. I just go on Amazon and shop Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so I get on Amazon and, you know, there's this prime button. And if you got the, you pay for the prime, you pay for it up front. And and you can get shipping a little bit faster, you know, access to better items, you know, things that align with you a little bit more. Um, and then there's just the regular if you don't have the prime, but you have to pay up front um, to get 
a service and hoping that um, you'll see the fruits of that a little bit later. And so uh, if you want something a little bit faster, it's going to cost a little bit more. Um, if you want to get the best, it's going to cost a little bit more. If you want to have the best food, it's going to cost a little bit more. And so in life, when you're called to do something, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you friends. It's going to cost you relationships. It's, it's, it's going to, to break down some of the fears that you have. Um, it's going to force you to look yourself in the mirror. Sometimes the cost is getting rid of the old version of yourself. Um, and being, and many people are afraid to evolve and to get out of their comfort zone, obviously. And so the cost of walking in your calling or doing the thing that most people don't think that you should be doing. Uh, most people that are performing at a high level are probably doing something that the people closest to them told them wasn't for them. Now, I don't know if it's going to be because once you get successful, everybody believes that you're doing the right thing. But I'm talking about as soon as you woke up and said, hey, I am called to lead business people. I'm called to be a leader. I'm called to have my own podcast. I'm called to write a book. I'm called to, to do these amazing things. There, At some point in time, oh, that don't really make sense. It doesn't really make sense for you to write a book about what do you know about mm. that particular mm. thing? So um, the cost is you're going to have to give up something to go to the next level. Like you have to give up something. It might be <laughs> giving up sleep. That's a cost. It may be a relationship. That's a cost. Sometimes you have to give up time with the people that you love most in the world, which is your family. And it's not detrimental to those relationships if you communicate with your family ahead of time and collectively you say, OK, this is going to cost our family some time, but we're all in this together to get it done. So that's that's kind of what I'm referring to. Well, we're going to stay here on on calling and purpose. And when I receive you and your content, whether it's your emails or a social media video, or we're trading text messages, there's a depth to you. There's a depth of character to you. And you're often talking about mission and purpose and challenging people from the inside out. And you go on to say this about purpose. Your, your purpose will create happy hearts and your purpose will create hardened hearts. What do you mean by that? I believe that everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, um, you know, or potentially watching an excerpt from it or whatever it may be, um, you start to have a certain level of success um, and you start to walk in your purpose, your calling, so to speak. You start to perform your gift starts to and you feel good. You feel you don't necessarily feel worn down. Uh, you feel like you're winning and you're able to make a difference. You know, you're impacting the people that you're speaking with or your clients. Um, you know, things are rolling and going well for you. But then simultaneously, while all of this good stuff is happening for you, there's another group that's getting envious and they're getting jealous. And, and it, and it's interesting because we, we, we utilize jealousy and envy. Um, they're cousins and we use them kind of um, as synonyms, but really envy uh, jealousy is uh, the feeling that you get when you feel like you're going to lose something. Okay. Um, you walk in with your wife, she's talking to another male and you don't like the energy, that's jealousy. Like I could potentially, this is a threat to me. Now, envy is just simply wanting something that someone else has. It's a two totally different things. And when you start to walk in your purpose, there are going to be people on the outside that their hearts are hardening because number one, they feel like you're going to take their position, uh, their, their role in society, their success, their shine. You're going to steal it from them. That's the jealousy part. And then the envy people, the envious people are... Man, like, why can't I have that? I want what he has. 
Like he shouldn't, he doesn't deserve that. I, I've known, I, I've known Jordan since he was a little kid. There's no way he should have that. Oh, I know. Let's mm. see. And those are the hearts that start to mm. harden, but they're also, they also long-term become why you need to be consistent because all the things that they're saying about you and all the things that they're doing that are going against you, if you stay consistent, you'll end up winning them over. God will, will win their hearts because of your consistency and staying in, in, in walking in your calling. Well, I just, I, I love how you unpack that. Um, and when you are speaking, you're, you're challenging people to walk in their calling, to live into their purpose, but also to be engaged. And not just to work, not just in a game if you're an athlete, but in the game of life. Yeah. And again, there's a, there's a depth to your content that I just really appreciate and admire. Uh, we have a lot of leaders that are listening to this episode right now, Roy, and they're picking up what you're putting down, talking about purpose and calling. But there's another side to this, right? And there's a reason that you're so passionate about this work. And I know this because this is on your website. So if you're listening, you need to go to RoyHallJr.com. And I'm going to read this directly from the website. So if you didn't catch this here on the episode, go to the website. The staggering truth about unproductive and disengaged professionals. I'm not going to read you all this, but I'm going to read some of it because this is important. 53% of employees give the minimum effort required and will quickly leave for even a slightly better offer. Productivity improves by 25% in organizations with connected employees. Roughly $500 billion is lost annually because of workplace stress. And here's one last nugget. Employees who are engaged are 27% more likely to report excellent performance. So I know part of the reason you lean into purpose and calling is because you believe it creates a more engaged professional athlete, salesperson, and human being. You know, when, when you put this content on your website, how do you receive that? And what are you doing to combat people who are disengaged? Well, usually, you know, and, and looking at those numbers, the, the one that stands out, I mean, there's $500 billion being lost. And so one of the questions that I always ask uh, the leaders of these, these companies and teams is how much of your team is contributing to that $500 billion, mm. um, which is a, uh, an, an opportunity for them to look themselves in the mirror. And then I say, well, how much are you contributing to this $500 billion? Cause we make the assumption that just because you're leading the, leading the team, just because you're, you're the CEO, COO, whatever it may, whatever, whatever letters you want to put before or after your name, we just make the assumption that it's all good for them. And really they're, they're the ones that are more likely number one to walk away and to be stressed. And, but also they're more susceptible um, to taking their own life as well uh, from the pressure and the stress, pressure from both ends, the pressure to continue to keep elevating their company and then the pressure of holding the burdens of all these people on their shoulders. Um, but the very first thing that you have to do is understand why you're doing what you're doing. It's never for the money, right? It can never be about the reward. It can never be about uh, recognition. Um, it's about, it, it gets back to purpose and calling. If I go to work every single day and I focus on making my people the very best that they could possibly be, right? If I can do that after I work on making myself the very best person that I could be every single day, it will lower, lower, um, that, that level of stress tremendously. Like, why would you want to go somewhere else? Why would, why is more than half the people that are working today looking for a better opportunity? Because they're not happy where they are. They're not happy where they are because they don't feel valued where they are. And so mm -hmm. how do you make someone feel value? It's not by, it's not by giving them more money. 
It has nothing to do with the money. Do you value me as a person? Do you care that my mom passed away and that's why I'm not performing this week? Or are you beating me over the head to try and make up the difference between this gap, this financial gap, and you don't care about me? See, I believe uh, whether it's a football team or a Fortune 500 company or whatever, like billion, like you have to know your people. And if you're at the top, you're not going to be able to know everyone, but you can train the people that you communicate with. You can know everything about them so that they can know everything about their people and so forth and so on. Um, So I try and make sure that I get into get engaged with why are you doing what you do? Because it can't be about the money because you needed a promotion. You got it. Now you make seven, eight figures. and, And now what? Right. Like you're still not happy. You still. So let's dig deeper, have some transparency, build that inner strength so that you can be the best that you can be for your team. Well, it's true that good leaders know how great leaders know why. And you're challenging people to start with why. Why do your people show up and come to work? You know, why do they love their job or why do they hate it? What's going on in their world? I saw a study recently, Roy, 79 percent of recent college graduates in, in, in this study. There were a thousand that were interviewed. All 1,000 of them quit their job within 12 months of graduating from college. Mm -hmm. And they were given a list of reasons as to why they quit. Was it lack of leadership, lack of pay, lack of autonomy, lack of culture? 79%, 790 out of the 1,000 said it was lack of appreciation. They didn't feel appreciated. They didn't feel valued. So this speaks to everything that you're talking about. And it also supports some of the facts that we just discussed that you so eloquently listed on your website. Um, I know that you care about purpose and calling, but you also care about reach. You care about connecting with people. And you've done a phenomenal job of connecting with people via social media. You've decided to use social media as a tool. And here's what people need to know about you. And I I believe this to be true, that you are the man behind all of your creative work. Like there's not somebody else pulling the strings. Like you're the one sending the emails. You're the ones, you you know, you're the one doing the, the images on social media. You're chopping up your own content with a podcast, like, which is unique for somebody that's operating at the level that you're operating at. So there's somebody listening that wants to do more of what you're doing, that they're thinking about reaching people through social media. They'd like to have a podcast. I'd like to start creating more content. And they're feeling like, man, I just don't know where to start. Or I don't know if I could do that. Or how are people going to receive me? What's the message that you would have to the person that wants to do more of that? That's not currently doing that. So, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, maybe you got a secret camera in here behind me or something. I don't know how you know all this information about me, <laughs> but it's awesome. Um, and so let me just say this. I, I, I appreciate the fact that um, you do the exact same thing that you get out there and you're authentic. And the fact that you send out your information, you're connecting, uh, you're sending the direct messages back and forth, your text message. And I think you have to have that connection. Um, it's collaboration over competition in regards to uh, what we do. Um, and so I'm all about sharing other people's content, about using my platform to help someone else, because if someone that I'm connected to succeeds, then I'm succeeding. That's what that's what's supposed to be mm-hmm. happening. That's really how you share the gospel. It, it, you don't wake up and you say, hey, man, I know, for example, I know who God is. I know who Christ is and I know what I need to do with my life. And then everybody around you are just kind of circling you and you're not sharing the information. It's so selfish. And then I question, do you really have that relationship with the Lord that you speak about? And the same thing, if I substitute uh, leadership 
leadership in there. I know all of these different tools as a leader. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. This is my, and people will be quick to list their track record, what they're good at, where they came from. And it's like, well, where, what about your people? Because if you're the only person that have, has, has risen to the top, then I would say that you're a terrible leader. You're an absolutely awful leader. That's great that you're doing well, but your people, are they doing well? Are the people around you winning championships? And so that's why uh, I try and utilize my social media platform the way that I do. The reason why I'm so hands-on right now is because, again, it gets back to part of my gift. I love doing it. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend for you to control everything because the more that you do, the more it takes time away from somewhere, some, something else. But I really believe with my life and the way that God has called me, there is no pressure on me to have to do a podcast every single Monday because that's what they tell me on Google to do to be consistent. I don't have to post on social media every single day, three times a day because the algorithm says so. I'm going to do what feels good in my spirit. I don't have to send an email every Tuesday or every, like I'm, I'm not about routine, I'm about rhythm. There's a big difference between routine and rhythm. People get out of their car and punch people in traffic because it's getting them out of routine. But if you can stay in rhythm, you can throw an interception as a quarterback and turn around, throw a touchdown the very next series if your offense is in rhythm. And so these things kind of keep me in rhythm. There is no pressure on you to do anything. If you want to send an email blast out and you only got six people that have received the, the email, send it to those six people. If you've never even thought about doing a podcast before and you have something to say and it's on your spirit and you know it's going to make a difference, start the podcast. We can figure out the technicalities a little bit later because honestly, all it takes is for the right person to hear your podcast and to then use their platform to blast it out to their millions of followers or whatever it may be. And next thing you know, God elevates you through another person. And that's what you want to see happening. So um, procrastination, man, will keep you will keep you stagnant. And, 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 and so you can't be thinking, hey, I could start it one day. I could start it the next day. Or maybe I got time to do it. When I get more information, it's, it's procrastination. So it's, it's like procrastination is uh, the arrogant assumption that somehow you are owed the opportunity to do tomorrow what could have been and should have been done today. I'm going to say it again. It's an arrogance. It's ego. Right. It's it's an arrogant mm. assumption that somehow, for whatever reason, you are special enough that you are owed the opportunity to do tomorrow what you should have been or could have been doing today. And so now all of a sudden, when you think you got tomorrow, you'll keep pushing it back. That's what procrastination is. And so when you know that six hundred and eighteen thousand people uh, to date, so to speak, have passed away from COVID-19 or COVID-19 related complications. When you know that in this city that I live in, in Columbus, Ohio, upwards of 130 people have died via homicide since January 1, an all-time high. When you know that life is not guaranteed and every single day is a gift and tomorrow, like all tomorrow's not promised, all those cliches are true and real. We get 23,000 times that we inhale and exhale every single day, Jordan. 23 3,000 breaths, inhaling and exhaling. And you know, and I know if you've ever had asthma, if somebody ever held you <clears throat> underwater or you jumped in the pool too fast or you choked on a little piece of chicken or whatever you were eating, if you lose five of those breaths, you're panicking. You need some help. You're like, man, I, like, I can't breathe. Someone come help me. So mm -hmm. my goal is to influence and to push those numbers in people's heads. Like, you don't have time to waste. Today matters more than anything else in the world to make sure you maximize what you're doing with your life. So you got to make the most out of your 23,000. Somebody needs to stop the podcast episode right now and you need to go back three minutes and you need to just replay that whole section over again. That was fire.
That was awesome. That was dynamite. And hopefully having listened to this episode, you're going to walk with a different sense of purpose today. You're going to walk in your calling. You're going to move with a different sense of urgency because there is a difference between routine and rhythm. I love how you unpack that. And I love what you just said about arrogance uh, and assumption. Man, there was so much gold to what you just unpacked there. So thank you, Roy. Um, and and I, I have experienced you to be a connector and one who really does enjoy collaboration. Like that is in you. I've seen it in you. Uh, you reshare stuff. I want to give a shout out to Tyler Dickerhoof who connected us. He was kind enough to put the two of us together. We have some mutual friends in common. Michael Connell being one of those guys. Um, so I'm confident, man, that we're going to do some things together. We're going to continue to stay connected. We're going to collaborate. Uh, man, it is a blessing to have you on our show today. And I know that you helped a lot of people get better in a really significant way. I want to hear one final thought. If there's some more thoughts, there's something on your mind, in your spirit that you wanted to share today with our listeners. Uh, I'd love to ca capture one final thought from Roy Hall Jr. before we turn you loose. Two things. One, um, one of my favorite books um, is uh, by Og Mandino. It's called The Greatest Salesman in the World. Like it's, and it's a small, short, easy read. Um, but it literally is about discipline. It's, it's fictional, but it's non-fictional. It's like tr truthful, but it's a little bit um, entertaining. Like it's an awesome read. I mean, I think he has like a quadrillion copies ever sold, right? Um, and it's just a book that you can carry in your back pocket. So that's something that you might want to check out. Um, but I'll leave, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, excuses have been and always will be the crutches of the uncommitted. Excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. And I would just ask you um, to make sure that you are fully committed, whatever it is that you feel your gift and your calling is, that you are fully committed to being the very best at that particular thing, but even more so being fully committed to being the very best version of yourself that you can possibly be. There are different variants of you. There is a variant of you that was a little bit younger, the younger version. And, and then there's a variant of you when you were struggling and going through adversity. And then there was a variant of you when you were having success and you start to stack all those on top of each other, but you have to uh, cipher through all those um, different variants of yourself to become the very best that you could possibly be. No more excuses. It could be weight loss. It could be your anger problems. It could be bad and poor communication. Um, it could be uh, your inability to take feedback from the people that are working under you. Just get rid of the excuses um, and, and just make sure you're fully committed uh, to being the best that you could possibly be for you and your entire team. Mic drop, exclamation point, underscore, <laughs> underline. That was incredible. And we want an encore. I want an encore. We're going to do this again. I want to have you back, Roy, and I want to do more with you. Uh, that was just fantastic. And I have pages of notes. Uh, I appreciate the way that you speak with such clarity and conviction and belief. Uh, people need your message about purpose and calling. I want to challenge our listeners to go to RoyHallJr.com. Check out the Roy Hall Jr. podcast. Um, and I also want them to consider you as a speaker at a future event. If you're a person inside an organization that makes decisions, you need to consider this guy as a future keynote speaker at one of your events. If maybe you don't make the decisions, but you help inform the decisions, you need to go to the leader of your organization and say, hey, we'd love to consider Roy Hall Jr. as a speaker uh, at one of our upcoming events. Uh, this is one of the best podcast episodes that we've recorded. 
I'm going to play it back. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to get better as a result of listening. Um, I want people to know where they can find you. You know, where are you most active? Where can they find you beyond the website? Give them your social media handles, help them understand how do they reach out to Roy Hill Jr. and connect with you further. Sure, Jordan. I appreciate it, man. And um, thank you again for having me on. This has been a been a blast. And, you know, I know people listening like, man, this he sounds like he's like it's just passion. It's just passion. And it's my heart. And, and I really believe in what I say that today matters. And if this is the only time or the last time I ever open my mouth to your audience, I want to know that, it, that everything came from my heart. So um, the same type of energy. Can, you can find it on my social media handles uh, and I'm on Instagram at Roy Hall Jr., uh, with an underscore after that. I'm also on Twitter um, and then also LinkedIn and Facebook. So if you type in Roy Hall Jr., I promise you, you'll find me and uh, and, and I'll be there. And so if, if you want to send me a direct message, go for it. Um, you know, I always respond and do my best to do it in a timely manner. So thank you again to the entire audience for listening. And thank you uh, as an amazing host, Jordan. You do a great job, brother. Roy, you're a blessing. Your friendship is a gift. Uh, we're going to run it back at some point, And I'm just excited to see how God continues to use you in the lives of many. Thank you for being you, my friend. It was a blessing and a joy to do this with you. Thanks so much, brother. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. And on behalf of the Montgomery Companies team, we want to say thank you for listening. I want to issue a special thanks and a shout out to my good friend, Roy Hall Jr., for your words of wisdom and for your time and energy today with the people that we care about. We appreciate you, brother, and we are wishing you all the best out into the future. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would like, subscribe, or share our podcast with anybody in your community in an effort that we would move our mission of impact forward. A special thanks goes out to James Roth and John Cho of Storyline Multimedia for all the work that they do behind the scenes to produce these shows. Be great, be well, and have an amazing day.